Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Hello and welcome to the Cat Mass Day Chronicles episode 10. And this is a really special episode because this week we are joined by my close friend and Chatty Cats Care cat sitter, Eloise Bishop. I've known Eloise for 14 years now and we share a similar work ethic. She is a hard worker and has plans for success and greatness. We have been on our own individual journeys of building our businesses, and I'm honestly so proud of everything that she has achieved. Eloise is the co-founder and director of Quint Education, a professional child consultancy in London. The company's great reputation and growing client base speaks volumes of how well Eloise manages her team. She is also one of our lovely cat sitters at Chatty Cats Care, When I first started my company, Eloise was one of the first people I approached to join the the team. She's so caring and professional. She has also started a brand new venture with a food service called Quick Flavours. Eloise is a great cook and I'm already thinking about how delicious those chicken wings are right now. (laughs) Lastly, she's a wonderful cat mum to a little kitty called Prince who is absolutely adorable. I'm so happy that Eloise can join us on our 10th episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today, Eloise. Could you please tell the listeners a bit more about yourself? Oh, thank you for that intro. That was really You're nice, welcome. Michelle. welcome. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Hello. Um, I'm Eloise Bishop. Um, so, like Michelle said, um, I currently run a company called Quint Education. So, I'm the director and manager. Um, and that's been going since 2015 when it started. Um, right now, um, I live in Northwest London. I'm in Edgware. I've always lived in Northwest London. So, I'm a Northwest girl, originally from Colindale. Um, and I actually graduated um, in Northwest London. I went to Middlesex University in Hendon. Um, I actually went to a uni before that, but we'll get into that. Um, but we, I graduated in 2015. I'd done human resource management. So it was quite natural for me to sort of go into the recruitment field and consultancy field, as that's something I'm really passionate about. Um, but yeah, whilst I was studying, I've always been a hard worker and I've been working in retail stores, you know, and I definitely feel that has definitely pushed me into who I am today, mm. just gaining all that ex- experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing about me, is, which is very important, I am a cat mum. <laughs> I've always been a cat mum. Right now I've got um, Prince. That's my cat's name. Uh, he's very cute, but he can be very, very um, troublesome. Um, but I think all kittens can. <laughs> but he's very spoiled. So I think that's just our fault anyway. But um, we love him. He has an um, Instagram page. Um, he has followers. <laughs> he's got friends. He's got more friends than me. But I know he's definitely a good asset. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. He's so he's cute. A, so it's not surprising he's so that he's got a fan base already. Yes. He has like a little moustache on his face. And I like to call him Mustachio sometimes oh. because his little print on his face it's like a moustache so, so I'm gonna cute. get you that name it's the prince at the castle I believe I'm gonna to have to yes. double check that yes and we'll definitely include that in the show notes as well for our listeners so that they can go ahead thank and you. follow the page right so thank you. yeah you've given us a little brief introduction about yourself so can you please tell us a bit more about your journey before you became a company owner mm-hmm. what you studied at university and yeah the whole process before that really Okay, um, so before I started, um, I've always had a vision that I wanted to do well. So, Mm. um, you know, it wasn't easy, my life. And I have been growing up with my single mum and I have three other siblings. So it was quite hard growing up. So I always wanted something better for Mm. myself. Um, So, yeah, I started working at the age of 16 um, and I was also in um, school doing sixth form. So as I was going to school. Monday to Friday and then working every weekend and I was working in New Look so that was my first 
you know, retail job. And I was so happy I got it. I think I was there for two years. I stayed there two years straight before I had to move to go to university after I sort of finished my ABC course and actually um, graduated. So I was really happy about that. Went down to Roehampton University, which is where I met Michelle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which was my, my good friend, Michelle. And so we met at university in Roehampton. To be honest with you, I was definitely just living my best life and wasn't taking it seriously. Were. We yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> and it was great and I'm happy I did um, and then I also worked in New Look in Wimbledon so still working as I was um, at university I left um, New Look so I stayed in retail but then I went to Woolworths which is no longer around but mm. I actually couldn't stay in that job I'd done that for about a month because it was really really um there's a lot of stock that you had to take out and mm. I couldn't do all of that manual labor I didn't mind doing New Look it was clothes and stuff but mm -hmm. just books and pens it was a bit boring yeah but I had to keep working so um after that I believe I went into Marks and Spencer's then Debenhams and then Harrods so I slowly progressed and I must say when I did work at these stores it did teach me a lot about customer service and I'm 100%. very big on customer service mm -hmm. yeah I'm very big on it and I understand it very well and it's definitely something that I've taken into my new venture quint education because customer service goes a long way and you do have to appreciate the people that are basically making you survive you yeah. can't just you know you can't discredit them you have to make sure you you know you boost them up and you're happy because otherwise they can go and use someone else so customer service is very big and Harrods did teach me a lot about that and it opened my eyes and I'm very grateful you know to have experienced yeah. that yeah um and then I did graduate from Middlesex University so after Roehampton it was kind of like oh, after a year I didn't pass my original course which mm. was business management and I actually thought to myself I actually don't want to do the whole of business management let me break it down to one subject so I decided to do human resource management which is like a subsector of business management and again that's more of the the people side human resource management it's yeah. about caring about the people and again it, it just fit into my my ethic perfect you know? for the role that you're currently doing yeah exactly so I was very happy to actually be doing that course and I graduated in 2014 um, I was actually the first child to graduate from my mum's children on my mum's side but actually on my mum's side of the family I was the first one to graduate um, so that's a big accomplishment for me on my dad's Absolutely. side they all graduated but yeah my mum's side it was, I was one of the first so I really am trying you know to make yeah. a difference in my life First generation yes. graduate, absolutely. That's that's a big step, <laughs> and it's the same for me as well. Um, well, actually, did I graduate before my sister? No, I'm I'm lying. My sister did graduate before <laughs> me, but we were the first kind of two children within yeah. our close family to kind of graduate. See, so yeah, great. it is a big step, and 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 we mm -hmm. did work hard. And I think yeah, I agree a lot with what you were saying about um kind of learning about customer service within the retail roles because I felt very much the mm -hmm. same that I've kind of introduced that into my business and and how we treat customers. But also, I think. Mm -hmm it also taught us how to treat other people as well because we knew you know when there was a good manager mm -hmm. and a bad manager and we wanted to work hard <laughs> yeah. when there was a good manager because we felt that mm -hmm. respect so I think it's also so important as business owners that you are not only there to kind of you know grow your client base and, and to be there 100% for your clients but to also yeah. be there for you know your employees and make exactly. sure they're happy and give them the due diligence and, and the respect and, and everything else that comes with it because that makes so 100%. much percent as well um, yeah yeah exactly right exactly so i'm glad we got to experience yeah. you know we, it's similar similar activities drawing retail and it kind of helped yeah. us into the one we are today so it's, it's really good 100%. and i recommend it that's why i feel like children they should be working from a yeah. younger age because you you yeah. have to gain your own experience when you get to your 20s you haven't got anything compared to the yeah. person that was working for four years prior to you you know everything is possible time is no limit but you don't want to undersell yourself and i feel like time is money and the best the time you get, the more time you get to invest in yourself, you should take it. Yes. 
100% and I think with us as well we didn't really have that choice we both mm -hmm. came from single parent families both working class mm -hmm. we had no choice but mm -hmm. to work while studying you know we didn't have that exactly. luxury you know of, of <laughs> just being able to study and that's it like we had to work mm -hmm. to survive so yeah. I guess we had like yeah they have that privilege of not being able to work like not having to work should I say while studying but I guess that that ethic that work ethic from having nothing really mm -hmm. I think helped us to drive to where we are today um it's true which I think is really good I think you know we don't give ourselves like enough props but like we yeah. should actually be really proud of where we are right now because <laughs> not a lot of people can say that you know they have a company or a business and it's hard mm. and a lot of businesses fell within you know the first year and then people kind yeah. of give up but we haven't we've kept going and I think it comes exactly. from that hard work ethic and 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 not having anything really so we had to do it yeah. we didn't have a choice and that forced us into it but yeah i completely agree with you i think a lot of young people you know they need to get out there and i think that retail is definitely um a step in the right direction because it teaches you so many valuable skills that you can apply later on into into any career so it's true yeah exactly so can you tell us a bit more about your um journey as a co-business owner and how that started because it, it's a really interesting story yeah yeah I definitely um well I started Quint Education back in 2015 so obviously I told you I graduated in 2014 mm. and I was working in Harrods and I must say it was the best job ever I was okay. just like working as a, a waitress in an ice cream yeah. parlor I was meeting celebrities I was yeah. tips it was great but the reality is I don't want that my whole life so mm. I knew I had to sort of buckle down and do something that I'm going to get the right experience in Mm -hmm. um, so I decided to leave um, and work in a, another agency, um, a recruitment agency. Um, and I realised that I really liked this because it was basically HR. I'm mm. helping people get a job. I'm helping my clients find staff. Everybody's happy at the end of the day. And I realised how happy I was getting, um, getting somebody a role. And now they can feed their family. Now they can come off benefits, you know. Mm. And it's, it's just a really, really nice feeling. So um i managed to um i took a meeting well it wasn't really a meeting i had a long friend um well a long time friend and yeah. he was friends with my cousin a very successful businessman already had he had already developed a construction and um, consultancy agency i also run a teaching agency um so when i saw him um you know i spoke about what we'd done and what i'd done and he was very keen to sort of meet with me again um and then he kind of discussed with me that we wanted to sort of partner up and sort of do what I was doing already with him. Yeah, amazing. Which was like music to my ears. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was the opportunity and that's how it came to me. And I thought to myself, I've always wanted to own my own business or, you know, not work for somebody. So just even having a percentage of something and feeling like it's mine, I thought, yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to go ahead with this. And we went ahead and we're still here yeah, so yeah I, it was definitely a great feeling and that's how it sort of all came about yeah exactly that leads us on nicely to the next question actually which was <laughs> have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur so you you said you always kind of wanted to be your own boss you know has that always yeah. been something that you've kind of strived for or is it something definitely kind of, okay Okay. Yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I always told my mum, my sister that I want to um, run a restaurant. That was mm. I was really big on that. I want to run okay. a restaurant and I just wanted to, you know, have my own thing. And I don't see why I couldn't, you know, the sky's yeah. the limit. Why, why is it everybody else can do it and I can't? Yeah. So that's what I wanted. So from a young age, I definitely knew I wanted something of my own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And here we are. So <laughs> you can only exactly. go upwards. I feel, I feel exactly. like once you've done it, like the hardest part is starting. And I think that's, a mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people fear uh, of leaving the comfort of, you know, a nine to five and just yeah. kind of jumping into the deep end and, and starting. But once you, you know start what? and you put in the hard work, I think you can only kind of go up. 
Sorry, what was that? I mean, I was going to say, just going off what you were saying about Mm. starting and how scary it is. And I was reading a book, I'll have to get the name, but there was a really good analogy that I want everybody to sort of put in their mind because Mm. when you do start things, it's not easy. But what the analogy was, they used a Ferris wheel, you know, like in a playground and you've got the merry-go-round, you know, it goes Mm. round and round. So what it was, it was about building that momentum because when you start something, you've got to build momentum. Do you understand what I mean? Mm, You have to mm -hmm. feel that burning courage to do something. So you're building that momentum. So like a Ferris wheel, you know, when you start pushing it, it's really hard to start pushing it. You know, it's the stiffest part and it's really slow, you know, Mm. but you're pushing, you're pushing because you know it's going to get faster and faster. And like it does, it goes faster and faster. So just like your business, when you're starting something, it's slow, it's strenuous that you're actually getting somewhere and it's actually getting mm-hmm. easier each, you know, each time you go around. Yes. And then next thing you know, it's going really fast again with yeah. your business. Now everything's flowing and you can actually now jump on the Ferris wheel and you can enjoy the ride for a bit. Mm-hmm. But remember the momentum can die down. So it's your business to make sure you keep it going. Just like a Ferris wheel, once you jump on, it will slow down. Mm-hmm. So you have to get back off and keep pushing. So yeah. one thing in business is, you have to be consistent. You can't just have a really good idea and then do good the first year and then think, oh, I've done really well, I made good money. Now I'm just going to put my feet up. No, mm. you have to be consistent. You have to keep pushing that merry-go-round around and around. And yeah, you can jump on and enjoy the ride, but just know you do have to get back off and keep pushing, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's the way I like to look at startups in business. Yes. It's not going to be, it's not going to be easy, but keep going and you'll get there. Yeah. I think there's also that mistake that people make where, like you said, it starts going really well and then they think they can kind of put their feet up and relax and then Mm -hmm. put other people in charge. But then that's when it starts going downhill because I think no matter Mm -hmm. where you are, where your business is, you know, it could be, you know, you could be making, you know, a six figure sum. You still Mm -hmm. need to be there. You still need, you don't need to physically be in an office every day, but you need to be there for your company, your team. Exactly. You need to show face. And I think that's the difference between, you know, a successful company with a lot of heart, with a lot of love, Mm -hmm. to a cold kind of company where people just feel like, okay, we're here just to make money and that's it. Money, exactly. You want and everybody on your about. team to feel passion about the company, mm-hmm. the same passion that you feel. Maybe not as much as you feel, but you want them to feel mm-hmm. the same value and passion exactly. for the company that they want to help you build it as well. So definitely being there is is what's going to make a difference between, you know. No, it's true. And especially with my organization, yeah, where it's it's people that work for you. So ultimately, yes. um, as I said, we do recruitment and staff will be going to day nurseries all around London we cover mm-hmm. London Essex um, Surrey Hertfordshire and these people basically represent Quint education these mm-hmm. employees as soon as they walk through the door they don't see um, their names they look at them like that's Quint education coming yeah. through the door so whatever you do is how you sell the company mm-hmm. and 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 it's literally you have to rely on people you can't rely on yourself in this in this recruitment world so you have to make sure your staff understand your values because yeah. it's very easy to be i want to say slapdash but be very quick and get people out not vet them properly and now yes. they've gone to a nursery and underperformed but if you took yeah. that extra care and attention vetted people properly and got them prepared for work properly you won't be embarrassed because they're going to go and not undersell themselves because they don't want to embarrass the people that have taken the time out to help them you know like our agency Mm -hmm. so you have to really really make sure you're managing people properly because these people are your business and that's what your clients see when they walk through the door not not you that's that's clean education just like you you have this this company where you send people to people's homes Mm -hmm. they don't see alice or whatever name is eloise they see chatty cat care how do Mm -hmm. they perform And I guess for me, that was one of the hardest things for me Mm -hmm. um, in business is to allow somebody to trust somebody enough with my business, Mm -hmm. which is essentially my baby, um, to to represent it. And would you say that that's one of the hardest parts about running a business for you? Okay. Yeah. I would say so definitely yeah. because you can't rely on you can rely on people but it's very hard you can always rely on yourself because you know what yes, you can do exactly but people 
you know everybody acts differently so yeah. you can only give them the right tools and if they choose not to use it then you know maybe it's not the right team for you you know yeah but at least you've given them that, that time and you've actually tried to help them but it didn't work out but you can sit home and think i tried that maybe it's just not for them they can find you know something else that is for them maybe it doesn't work here yeah yeah no I used to have a lot of anxiety about that as well about you know mm-hmm. recruiting out of my circle so I, I of course you're one of our cat sitters but I knew you so it was very mm-hmm. different we already mm-hmm. established that relationship but then recruiting you know complete strangers and outside of my circle that was that struck a lot of anxiety for me and I didn't mm-hmm. really you know know if I could trust people and I didn't know what to do but what I realized is it all comes down to to educating people and educating the staff um and and like mm-hmm. you said getting them to understand your values and and what the company's mm-hmm. about um and you know people make mistakes everyone's human exactly exactly yeah. so that's something as well that we need to accept but the best thing we can do as company owners is to see this as a chance to educate, a chance for people to learn. And, you know, you can only do so much, of course. And if, you know, you can tell quite easily if if it's the right, you know, person for the company or not. But, mm-hmm. you know, the best thing, like we, like I said, is to, is to educate people. And if they can't, you know, learn from those mistakes, then unfortunately it's not the best uh, suited role. Yeah. So, yeah. It's true. Yeah. So since um, the lockdown uh, with COVID, has it affected the way you have operated the business? And has this put any, have you put anything in place to kind of overcome any loss? Well, yeah, it definitely affected us. Mm. Um, So our agency mostly worked with day nurseries and day nurseries, they're privately run. So um, with the schools, you know, they're publicly run. So the government sort of that pays everything but with nurseries this is literally a business owner and they are making their money from parents paying them now mm. there's no parents and there's no children so there's no money you know what i mean yeah of so course. um it definitely took a big hit on us and it was the worst time because these were the months where we make the most amount of money in recruitment from march okay. till september um it's you know it's very high time especially march to maybe july those are our mm. peak months you know okay and mm-hmm. It was very disheartening to seeing everything just stop. So with our agency, we had to shut down at the end of uh, March. We had yeah. to furlough the immediate staff that are working in the office with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a very unfortunate event of using a payroll company, an umbrella company, um, which worked out while we was running. But when it came to a point of when we needed them, um, they wasn't able to furlough any of our staff um, that had oh, been no. working. So these are the agency workers. Um, and that really broke my heart because mm. they, some of our staff was with us for two or three years. Some of them had been working with me 40 hours a week, every week. Mm. So they're essentially wow, full-time okay. workers. Yeah. And now because of that, because of the payroll company saying they can't furlough anybody, it took a bad hit on us because they don't care about that payroll company we decided to use them as far as they're concerned we were silly to use them now they're now they're sort of losing out on our mistake and it was very embarrassing because like I said I value my staff highly yeah Yeah. Um, and not only was I going through a pandemic I'm also now thinking about how these families are now affected yeah it really really was horrible but you know we had to keep going I had to I informed them as much as I could of the steps they could take, you know, Mm. to help during that time. We also set up a financial aid um, because we work very closely with a charity called True Care Foundation. And and just so you know, guys, anybody that wants to check them out, they're absolutely brilliant. They help families um, from a low income background. So people Mm. like myself, when I was younger, I could have done with this charity because Mm. it's for families that don't have a lot of money. So when it's the summer holidays and, you know, a lot of mums do depend on the free school meals when the children yes. are going, you know, and then it gets to the holidays and there's nothing. So, yeah. and they've still got the same amount of money coming in, but this charity can send out food um, oh, boxes brilliant. to families um, during holidays and just help support in some way. So you're getting some financial, no, food aid. Yes. And you don't have to worry about that week that, by week. Exactly. So definitely check them out because they are somebody's, well, they're an organisation that will benefit a lot of areas and not a lot of people know about them. 
Yeah, be sure so, to yeah. send me the link, Eloise. I so will definitely send you the link that. for that. Mm. So, um, so luckily we had that. So that made me feel a bit better. Mm-hmm. But again, we had to start thinking of different ways that we might, you know, strategize yes. d- different people, different clients. So now we're also looking through to online tutors and Brilliant. nannies. So that's just something different because the nursery side, they're opening, but nobody really knows, you know, what's going to happen. Mm. They said that one in five nurseries are shutting down. Okay. And that could mean a, a plus for us or, you know, a minus because, yeah, the nurseries might be shutting down, but then the children from the nurseries will go to another nursery and now mm-hmm. that nursery might need staff. Mm-hmm. But it's very up and down. But what I have been hearing is a lot of parents needing um, support at home mm-hmm. um, because some people are still furloughed or they wasn't furloughed, yes. but they still have to work and they have children at home. Yeah. So they needed a nanny there. So that's something that we're definitely looking into. Um, well, we've, we've already rolled out. Um, okay, and we good. definitely are looking for more parents that need support during this time because we have a lot of qualified nannies that hold qualifications as well as being a nanny. Um, so yeah, I definitely um, would like if more parents just, just, you know, call us if you need any help with nannies, definitely call us because we've got a lot of nannies on, book, on our books and we're definitely looking to support more people. No, well Eloise I mean I know I know a bunch of people you know I also for the <laughs> listeners they don't know I also work as a nanny um and during the lockdown um one of my um clients is actually a key worker so I've been working throughout the whole of the lockdown um as a nanny um while mm-hmm. parents are working at home and they've both said to me you know if I wasn't there they wouldn't be able to work there's an yeah. age, yeah, you know, if, if a child is a little bit older and they can kind of entertain themselves, then that's absolutely fine. But if a child mm-hmm. is a toddler to say maybe seven, eight years or nine years even, a nanny is essential. For them to be able to actually focus on their work and, and to get stuff done, it's, it's almost impossible without any help. And you can do it because, you know, not everybody has that luxury of being able to you know have a nanny but if you do have that kind of um financial freedom to be able to afford a nanny then it it could help so much like i can't tell you how thankful my family are that i've been able Mm -hmm. to be there and help throughout um the the lockdown and also it, it would help a lot of people who are out of work as well so not only it's kind of an exchange you know so I'm helping the family but the family are also helping me financially um and that means a lot so if you are looking for childcare and you do need a nanny because we never know there's uncertain times then yes do reach out to Eloise at station um and she'll definitely be able to help you out with a reliable staff member there's another um, venture that we also opened during the lockdown, um, okay. which I forgot to mention. Mm. Um, so we're running an arts and crafts club as well. So um, okay. now with the with the standard of six people, it can yes. only be six children ah, per yes, session. Of mm. But we recently moved to a new office um, in lovely Bushy Country Club. You'll have mm. to come down and see it one day, Michelle. Yeah, absolutely definitely. beautiful grounds. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Um, so... Um, on the weekends, we have two sessions from 10 to 12 and one till three. We have children from four to 11. So it's a range. Okay. And we just do some artwork. We have canvases, pottery. Um, we use a lot of water paint and glue. You know, the stick paints are really yeah. cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do follow some some guidelines. A primary school teacher, sh- she runs it. So she okay. manages the, the club. Yeah. But yeah, that's another thing we have open. So it's our arts and crafts club. Anybody looking for something fun to do on the weekends in Bushy, mm-hmm. definitely come down um, because we're open every weekend. Um, and now, Quint Education ourselves, we reopened our office on in September. Okay. We're back in the office, but yes, unfortunately, we did have to let some staff go, and that was another mm. downside of the COVID nineteen. So that was a very horrible thing that you know that happened as well. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, this was happening everywhere and if there's no money coming in yeah you know we have to start again you know exactly exactly I mean it is unfortunate of course but sometimes to be able to keep a business going you know regrettably you do have to kind of make some of those decisions Mm -hmm. Um, exactly yeah 
exactly is there any advice you could give to somebody who you know wanted to start their own venture or business i know we spoke a little bit about mm-hmm. it earlier kind of getting that experience in retail and um is there mm-hmm. anything else that you you think you know if somebody has an yeah. idea that they've wanted to do is there any advice that you could give them yeah definitely um my best advice is don't be scared that you haven't got the money to start something up because like me I didn't have the money Mm -hmm. but I had somebody that invested in me so I like that good old quote that says luck isn't luck luck is when an opportunity meets preparation and Mm. that's how I feel my life was at that point I was prepared for that and opportunity came my way and I took it if you're not prepared the opportunity can come your way and you can say no because you're not prepared and guess what that could have been your biggest break. So mm. my advice is always be ready, always stay ready, be prepared. If you've got a business idea, start writing the business plan, mm-hmm. start doing everything because mm-hmm. you might just meet somebody that wants to invest in you and that's it. You don't have to be scared that you haven't got the financial aid. Also, there's a lot of funding available. So mm. my best advice is just get your business idea on paper, write it down. And you never know because everything starts with you writing things down. I'm yeah. very big on, you know, the power of now. And yeah. I believe you write things, write things down, you can write it into existence. And if you're mm-hmm. prepared, an opportunity will come your way. Yeah. Yeah. We're a big believer of manifesting things on this show. I speak about mm-hmm. it a lot and I've spoke about it on other episodes as well. Um, you know, the law of attraction, speaking things into existence mm-hmm. 100%. And like Eloise said, I completely agree. You know, I didn't have much money as well when starting my business. Um, so you can, like Eloise said, there are, you know, loans out there and, and things that you can do, but you can also just start by, you know, jumping onto social media, building an audience, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of getting the word out there using as little money as possible. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, when you are ready to kind of inject some cash into the business, then you already have an existing kind of following or audience, which helps so much, um, when starting a business. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a good piece of advice. Thank you, Eloise. So you have you. just started another little adve- little venture, say, <laughs> called yeah. Quick Flavors. Um, can you tell us a yeah. bit more about that? Well, it is an adventure, actually. So yeah, tell us a bit more <laughs> about that. Well, as you know, Michelle, I love food. So yes, I we both am do. a Caribbean girl, so <laughs> I love food. So I'm half St. Lucia and half Jamaican. It's bound to happen. So yeah. this quick flavours, we actually, I actually started it. Um, I originally okay. did start with my, my little sister yeah. um, because she is a qualified chef. So shout uh-huh. out to my sister. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we started thinking maybe we can just do some food, you know, over the holidays because mm. not the holidays, over the COVID period. Mm. Um, because we saw a sort of gap in the market. There's nothing to do. I'm at home. Yeah. So might as well do something I actually enjoy and exactly. make a little bit of money on the side, you know? Um, so originally it started like that. Um, unfortunately, now my sister's no longer with me. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because I know she's a very good... Um, she does a lot of cakes. So she's more keen to the patisserie, patisserie okay. side. So she does okay. a lot of cakes and she bakes. Yeah. yeah. So my, my thing is more food food. So... Yeah. Our current menu, we currently do like speciality fries and we do speciality wings. Hmm. And our wings are actually, they're just to die for. So we've got uh. the barbecue, we've got the baked barbecue, um, we've got the sweet um, chili, we've also got lemon pepper wings, mm-hmm. um, just southern fried wings, and we've got the jerk wings. Mm. Um, so check out our page to see our menu because we do different types of. Um, you know, food and different type of meals, or you can just get your wings. And so our my, fries, mouth got... my mouth oh, is God, watering. My mouth is watering. My mouth watering as well. Like, <laughs> just talking about it. And the fries are similar. I've got the Cajun fries, the lemon pepper. Oh, lemon pepper fries are my best. Uh, peri peri fries as well. So it's just a nice, you know, quick meal. That's why we call it quick flavors. Just feel good food, comfort food. Yeah, mm. it's not the healthiest, but sometimes you do need that feel good oh, food. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, we how, just operate you, every yeah. weekend during the okay, evening. Okay, brilliant. So will it just nice... be to locals, or can anyone? Um, not. See, this is the thing. Originally, when we started it, we just wanted to sort of do it to the local area. And yeah. Right now, a lot of friends and family 
and some people from social media like you said mm-hmm. um, they've reached out and ordered from us so that's oh, our client base right now um, but for the future I'm definitely looking more towards catering for parties nice. and events these wings these speciality wings where you yeah. can actually just get 40 of our wings and we bring it to your parties um, you know and you could just enjoy it like that yeah um, so that's another way we want to go with quick flavors or any festivals as well mm. but right now because of this covid we really do yeah. just need to think of what might not happen because a lot of social distancing is happening and a lot of events are getting cancelled because of, of this course. so but like i said i'm still planning because you've got yeah. to be prepared 100 percent. you never know what's going to happen at all so um would you say that would be your favourite dish then um, of food <laughs> that you like cooking and eating? Would it be chicken wings? I would say it's one of, one of them, but definitely not my favourite. No, I think definitely my favourite food now is mm-hmm. ackee and saltfish with mm. some dumpling and callaloo. So that, that is my feel-good good. food. That does sound <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now actually you know, I have a good relationship with food I love my food and it makes me happy yes. I can't lie but it does course, it makes yeah. everyone happy yeah it's, it, it's, it makes everybody it's soul food like it is. and that's why I do love cooking because I love seeing people happy I'm such a people pleaser so in this job I feel like it's very similar to my other job because I'm making somebody feel good I'm making them happy yes. and it feels good Yes, exactly. I think we were destined for those kind of careers because although retail was great as a kind of stepping stone, I think we both have quite a caring nature and we always wanted to be in those kind of roles where we're helping other people. So here we are and yeah, very happy. So yeah, moving on to my favourite part of the show, which is about cats of course so can you tell us a bit more about your experience with cats and have you always owned a cat i know you have but our listeners a bit more about that yeah of course i mean i I have had a cat since i was a baby so my mum loves cats so it starts from my mum all of my family love cats so i it was inevitable i was going to love cats and i always have a connection so my first cat i remember so i must have been about three he was called sooty um and he was a black cat black and white cat and he was really cute um and then i had another cat called mystery he was a sort of fluffy uh, fluffier cat and um he was always out like sometimes he'd go out for three weeks and nobody knew where he was and then he would just come back through the back door <laughs> he was that type of cat but we loved him and he loved us yeah. and i loved mystery and um, <laughs> then we got another cat called sweetie she was a ginger cat and remember it's quite rare to have a a ginger girl cat they say mm. so she was a ginger cat and i love sweetie she had so much personality very sassy cat mm. and um she had two litters i believe she had two litters of kittens we mm-hmm. gave them away to like the local people mm-hmm. on the the estate where we lived mm-hmm. um and then we've got gosh let me think now then i had another two cats so my granny had two cats and I kind of feel like they were my cousins because I would grow up with them so from 1995 they was at my granny's house and I was born 1989 so as far as I'm concerned um they were like my cousins we grew together me and this Mm -hmm. cat so there was Nike and there was Sparkle and they only died about five or six years ago so I love that was I know that was actually the most hurt hurtful thing Mm, when those two passed away like I actually cried and I still think about them today of course so Sparkle and I here, shout out to them OGs because they run that whole block. Yeah. And then Granny ended up getting um, another two cats uh, called, well, she didn't get them. One of them she bought, no, mm-hmm. not bought, was given to her called Pacharina. Yes. And Pacharina had a litter of kittens and one of them stayed called Theo. Originally we called mm-hmm. her Theo because we thought she was a boy. But then we realised that she was a girl, so we had to change her name to Theodora. Um, <laughs> she had four cats, four kittens, sorry. One gave, one went to my dad, another to my aunties. Um, and then, um, sorry, two went to my dad, another to my auntie, and we kept one. Yeah. But she had two patchy cats like herself. So she was called Patcherino, so she was a tortoise shell cat. Yeah. Um, which, again, are rare. She had two ginger girl cats, and yeah. then she had... A tortoiseshell cat so she had a lot of rare breeds as well um, yeah. coming out of her um and they're still alive so Theodora and Patrina are still alive and that's mm-hmm. what my granny's 
and then I recently got lovely Prince who I love dearly and he has so much character he's so smart I don't know if he thinks he's a little dog as well because he does things (laughs) that dogs do but I don't know what's going on there but we love his character we spoil him a lot yes but I feel like because we got him and then lockdown happened straight away he's so used to having people around him Mm. yeah and you know they think it's their house so I think he's actually thinking (laughs) why are these lot not leaving my house it's really bizarre I'm not sure but um, recently he's been been acting up a little bit and (laughs) having little accidents um, when he's not getting his way bearing in mind he's never had an accident he's been the best trained cat he never Mm. done any accidents when he came here and he was so small but he was so smart and he didn't do anything wrong but now now that he's trying to sort of get one up on us he does Mm, things and i know he's definite yeah i know it's definitely behavioral issues there (laughs) (laughs) so i was gonna say as well you said a bit about his like that he thinks he's a dog so does he have any (laughs) funny quirks or habits he He does (laughs) so we give him a treat so we've got these cat sticks you know the ones yeah come out every time yeah the meaty ones every time we take it out he stands up on his hind legs and he tries to grab the sticks so he has to grab it he doesn't want to have it any other way he has to grab it out of our really? with his paws and put it on the floor like a dog <laughs> and then or he'll put it on his mouth and walk away with it and then no. it, like it's a little stick <laughs> so that actually is really funny and oh he thinks that everywhere we like lie down yeah. he has to lie down like oh. no that's my space so we got him a cat tower it took us like three weeks for him to actually warm up to it but now <laughs> he loves it he's always at the top of his tower and oh, he nice. is a prince after all yeah so we call him the prince of his castle and he loves him bless oh no we need to post so funny yeah we've posted a couple of photos but we're definitely going to post some more photos yeah please um, please post him definitely because he's hilarious and i need people to see (laughs) how hilarious this cat is i've met him once and um i think i was eating some food and he was like hmm this looks nice uh i'm just gonna (laughs) jump on your shoulder yeah Yeah, he's very craven i can't stand cats (laughs) constantly come to you when you're eating yeah i would literally feed him and i'm telling you michelle he eats too much as it is and i'm quite worried really? because i think i feed him too much i told okay. my bunny i give him four packs four pouches a day yeah and she said wait ellie you can't give him all that <laughs> <laughs> oh she's like that's how much tiadara eats and Theodora yeah, is so old and i was thinking yeah you know what he's actually eating too much so you can feed yeah. him and you eat and he immediately comes to you like <gasps> i don't understand boy. how you're hungry greedy exactly. It's just no, ridiculous. No, no. Yeah, so you might have to put him on a little diet. But yeah, exactly. as long as it's happy. I mean, with my cat, you know, Jerry, he's really old now. He's oh, actually 21. Yeah, so, <laughs> he is something um, else. Yeah, he is. But <laughs> we, we have kind of give him. Jerry. Yeah, no, he loves he loves Eloise. Yeah. Jerry yeah, and I Eloise. Yeah, he, he loves her. <laughs> he he definitely um loved her pair when she stroke him and yeah yeah softest softest fur he's got he's so cute yeah but he's very shy as well running with a low back and those big eyes hilarious they are so funny um would you say that prince having prince has improved your well-being and happiness because like we're just laughing over cats right now but definitely they're so funny he definitely calms me down, especially over yeah. COVID. It, it was the best time because mm. I don't know, they're purring. There's something out there purring and he would just yes. come and lay on my chest and start purring and I'd be like, oh, I feel so calm. Yeah. So a cat, if you're looking for a peace of mind, and, and it actually says it on the internet, they help with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Get yourself yeah. a cat. Yeah. Is not a well, joke. yeah, exactly. I've actually posted an episode, Why Do Cats Make Great Pets? That was one of our first episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all about the cat pairs and how it's therapeutic and healing. And they actually heal some illnesses as well. So um, just through their pair. So wow. yeah, they're little miracle <laughs> workers. They are. And I, I was <laughs> watching something on BBC the other day and they said um, about cats crying. Because ah. did you know that cats don't really cry to each other? They don't. They don't no. cry to one another, but they only cry to their owners. And they don't oh. really cry to other human beings unless you're going to feed them. Because mm. so, they know they know that it mimics a baby's cry and they've learned it from young. So and there's something smart. about a baby's cry and a cat meow that triggers something in our brain that so makes true. us want to 
go and help them. And they know that. And wow. I think it's quite funny because I'd sit back and think, do you know what? I've never seen cats meow to each other. And mm. I only see them meow to their owners. They don't just meow to random people in the street. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. Very, very smart. About that. Very yeah. smart. <laughs> You're the first person that's actually mentioned that. That's really <laughs> interesting, actually. Wow, what program was that? <laughs> I'll get you the link. It was on BBC. It was like literally a quick little um, video and it was showing the facts. So it would be good for you to mention on your page because yeah, it's definitely. quite funny that they've done that and they've manipulated us humans like in this way yeah yeah no definitely do you think you'd ever get a little another cat sibling for prince or do you think oh Oh, i would love to say yes but he is expensive so right now i'm definitely gonna hold fire and plus um i think that my partner doesn't want another cat okay so i think the next thing we if we was gonna get a pet would be a dog for sure okay okay yeah so, so yeah, yeah, you'd have to no find a way right of now. introducing them together if yeah. you were to ever get a dog. Um, yeah, exactly. Sometimes one is enough as well. I've only ever had one cat in the household. I know you've had multiple, but mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes some cats are just used to being, you know, on their own with their own. Exactly. Um, exactly. And being the only prince of the castle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah is there any advice you would give to our listeners who are thinking about getting a kitten for the first time like you've just mentioned there you know it can be expensive so yeah yeah i think definitely protect yourself with getting insurance so anybody that has cats get yourself cat insurance because you Mm. never know what can happen and one of my good friends her cat um i think it was about a year older than mine and they started eating a particular brand of food and it wasn't good for their stomach so their stomach Mm. had some issues anyway when she went to the vet the vet bill was something ridiculous like six grand and she didn't have any cat insurance so now she's on some type of payment plan but if you have that protection because cats they are very you know they eat a lot of things and you never know what can happen so as a cat owner i think it's responsible to make sure you insure them so if anything does happen you're protected they're protected and it's not going to cost you a lot of money when you know you have to pay into the vet Mm. yeah so yeah exactly it's a really um good piece of advice about their pet insurance because you know some people get cats as kittens and they might not realize there's pre-existing um medical issues um Mm -hmm. our client just well not client our guest just before um you were speaking about feline asthma um and her Mm. cat got diagnosed with feline asthma it was a rescue cat but they had no idea um and if you don't have insurance as well that can be extremely expensive having to pay Mm -hmm. for all of the medication and everything else so i would say that's something to be prepared for if you Mm -hmm. are thinking about getting a cat as well that there might be some expenses that you haven't thought about so yeah 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 um, it's very important yeah exactly so i'm obviously very happy that you are a part of the chatty cats care family what do you enjoy most about being a cat sitter with us just so you know i'm really happy to be part of the family too <laughs> Thank you. um i just love meeting cats so yeah. for me it's more like a hobby you know mm-hmm. I, I love going and seeing the different cats i've got two in particular that that i love which is um hendrix and Sethi. and mm-hmm. shout out to them i miss them Aww. um but i just love going there they all got different personalities cats are like people yeah, and not all cats are the same every one of them individual mm-hmm. um so if i'm going to help somebody you know um, that's what i'm going to do i'm going to go and help their cat because i love cats yeah. no yeah. brainer exactly oh but i'm glad um <laughs> and is there anything else you want to tell us or add on about any any part of the show anything else at all um first of all just thank you for having me oh you're um, welcome it's been very great experience talking to you about this um but yeah i mean i just think if anybody's got a dream do it because Mm -hmm. you can do anything and don't just work for somebody else's dream you don't have to if you don't want Mm -hmm. to yeah i'm not saying it's easy but trust me i didn't think i would be here today and look where i am today so every anything is possible and sky's the limit and don't let nobody hold you back don't let those crabs in a bucket basically drag you down because you just need to continue continue to grow and elevate and keep it pushing don't let this COVID-19 stop you 
100% that's a great piece of advice thank you Eloise that's and okay. if our listeners want to find out more about you or find you online where can they find you tell us your handles okay so let's start with quint education um quint education you can find us online so we have our website which is our main domain so that's www.quinteducation.co.uk that's a good place we put all our jobs on there as well if you want to follow our social media you can go to instagram and twitter is the same at so be at Quint, Q-U-I-N-T underscore education. And our mm-hmm. Facebook page is just simply Quint Education. Um, so you can find us on there. And again, with Quick Flavors, if you want to follow us on that, um, we have Instagram and Snapchat. And that's just okay. one word. Yeah, one word at Quick Flavors. Mm-hmm. So definitely follow us on there because that's where we take the orders um and and you'll get to see the menus and you know the food so go and have a look at that as well um i have facebook as well and i'm called eloise bishop and i'm also on linkedin so um if you can follow me on linkedin that'll be great and that's mm-hmm. eloise bishop as well so and of course prince prince, prince oh, of the prince, castle prince <laughs> of the <laughs> castle yeah so his <laughs> app is the prince of the castle prince so please castle. follow him and show him some love um and and you'll see his cute pictures there exactly well thank you so much for being part of the show eloise i'm (laughs) so happy that you're on our 10th episode um, that i have my close friends so thank you again and goodbye bye-bye thank you so that was a great episode with eloise bishop she's given us so much great advice about starting a business and following your dreams If you know any young people who've just finished school and thinking about their next steps in life, do share this episode with them as they could gain some really great insight and and advice from it. We spoke about how our previous work experience in retail shaped us into who we are today as business owners. The experience and skills we took from our retail jobs and university are so valuable and we're so glad that we did make the choices we made. Choosing a career path or subject to study isn't easy and it can be confusing. So it's always great to start in a job that allows you to grow and develop. And customer service based jobs are the best for picking up these types of skills. However, we are both always on the lookout for enthusiastic and professional individuals. So if you're interested in a career, in childcare, do feel free to apply for a job with Eloise at Quint Education. I've posted the website on our description of this podcast. Equally, if you're interested in cat care, do feel free to apply to become a cat sitter with Chatty Cats Care via our website. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Please do rate, subscribe and review this podcast. It would be so helpful and I would be very grateful. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye.